Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what we should all do? Go see a musical. Or we could stick around for more of The Rob Dibble Show. Back on the Rob Dibble Show with Ben Darnell joining us on the Bobby V Sports Tech Hotline. The one and only Dom Amore in the Hartford Current. Covers UConn sports, also covers the major leagues. And, uh, well, Dom, uh, give us your assessment of what you saw Saturday night. Well, uh, I imagine I would have to say it's a little disappointing, a little bit of a setback. I didn't expect UConn to win. I expected them to look a little better than they did. But, you know, I also think we have to realize that playing a true freshman quarterback, the game's going to move awfully fast for him. Uh, but uh, I would say that some of the positivity that emanated from the first two games is probably worn off, and UConn's going to have to try to get some of that back. There's a lot of season in front of them. But that, I, that was a disappointment, you know, in, in terms of the eyeball test at least. And heard Bruton might be out for the season with the broken elbow. He broke his finger yeah. in pregame. There's a bunch of other injuries to list. Uh, what are your expectations for Saturday? I mean, this I think is a 45-point spread going to Michigan. There's going to be 100,000-plus in gold, and only a few of us UConners are going to make the trip and support. What are your expectations this week? Uh, well, I would say the hope is that UConn gets out of the game alive, right. <laughs> that they get out of the game without uh, a, a more devastating injuries. You know, they're going to certainly get pushed around a little bit and beat up. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, was, I, was funny, I was looking up today's biggest upsets ever, and uh, near the top of the list was Stanford beating USC when Harbaugh was the Stanford coach. They were 41-point underdogs, and, and, and they won the game. Uh, you know, I mean, the line is about right. I mean, UConn should be gi- enormous underdogs, and I'm sure that'll be reflected. But, you know, as the saying goes, you got to play the game. So let's see. I-, I think UConn can get some good out of it. And later in the season when they play some games that are a little bit more on their level, games that I think they have a chance to win, you know, maybe being toughened up and sped up uh, against some of these opponents uh, last week and next week and the next few weeks will will help. But no, I, I'm certainly not going to go call any big upset there. You know, if I, if I didn't threw some money on it, I, I'd probably be rich, but I, I, I'm not willing to go that far. Well, Dom, we talked about this last week about the size of Syracuse, but just about five years ago, Syracuse, they were down on their luck. So, I mean, the yeah. one, the one thing is, I, I mean, Jim Mora, the number one thing he's going to have to do is recruit bigger boys. Uh, yeah. Number two, I, I think they're, they're very well coached. I thought Syracuse was very well coached. Uh, they did everything that they were supposed to do and, and stayed within themselves. I mean, that, that's what I think Ben and I are getting at, and you say this all the time, that, that you know, in the near future that you have to take strides. Sometimes you have to take a step back before you can take yeah. a step forward. And I think, yes, that was a step back for the program, but they have to regain their confidence and maybe, maybe holding the score to, like, you know, a 30-point win. 
by Michigan would, would be the start of that confidence builder. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a rock and a hard place situation uh, as it was last week because I think UConn wants to game plan it conservatively, you know, keep their quarterback within himself doing things he can do uh, and not take too many big risks and, and throw it down the field. Uh, on the other hand, if you don't do that, at least take some shots down the field, it's going to get tougher and tougher to run the ball at all. You know, I, I thought you know, the way UConn, UConn ran the ball again effectively against Syracuse, even though they were uh, they had no passing threat whatsoever. So UConn's got to try to find that middle ground between playing conservative and keeping the game close, but still building their quarterback's confidence by letting him take a few shots down the field. But, you know, for the long term and the big picture, Rob, and I've said this uh, probably enough that you guys are sick of hearing it, you know, if a school like Appalachian State take nothing away from them, if they can build a program like they have, they've obviously done a tremendous job. They've been in the top 25. They beat Michigan eight, nine years ago at Michigan. They won Saturday at Texas A&M and cashed a million-and-a-half-dollar check in the process. Yep. I mean, if a school like that can build that kind of program, I don't see why a school like UConn, with everything it has going for it, resources, brand, reputation, uh, you know, can't build a competitive program. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I know a lot of people want to make every game a referendum on whether or not they should have FBS football, but I still think it's the right thing for the school, and they just got to keep trying and keep at it. I, I, I think they have the right leader now. Time will tell on that, but I think they do, and, and we'll just see what it looks like over over the next couple of years. But it's not, it's not going to turn around in one week. So, you know, last week was a setback. Uh, maybe they could gain something positive from this week and next week, and you know, maybe uh, again that second half of the season, I'm looking at some games they have a chance to win. So Syracuse, we just played. We got NC State in two weeks. Coming up soon mm-hmm. is Boston College. I just got a sneak peek at the uh, UConn women's basketball schedule that came out. Mm-hmm. Duke is on there. I saw Maryland as well. Notre Dame and ACC school when it comes to hoops is on there, of course. They're kind of the rival of the women's program. Seeing a lot of ACC in some of these schedules, Dom, and knowing what I know with the conference realignment should i not be reading into those lines when i see that stuff well i would read into it if it was the men's schedule but uh, for the women's schedule i mean gino's always played the best the best non-conference games he, he can because they don't get a lot of of uh, meat and potatoes in their conference so it's not surprising that uconn women would seek out and play um you know a, a north carolina state right uh, a Duke, a uh, Notre Dame. I mean, these are traditional games for them, just like Tennessee has been, and now South Carolina is going to be. So I wouldn't read anything into the women's schedule, Ben, but certainly if the men's schedule ever comes out with a lot of ACC on it, uh, that would raise an eyebrow or two. Dom, we've talked a lot about this, though. Another way to build the football program is NIL. And certainly there's enough big <laughs> yeah. companies around here, enough insurance companies around here. And uh, I just I, I feel like Connecticut is falling behind these other uh, the, these other universities and colleges that, that that's that's the new way to build a new program. It's all legal now. And mm-hmm. I just uh, what, what are your feelings on that? Well, like you said, I think they fall. Maybe they fell a little bit behind uh, from other colleges at the start. They're making the effort to catch up. And I think if you look at, you know, obviously to play women's basketball at UConn, there are far more opportunities than there would be to play women's basketball at most other schools. And UConn certainly profits by that. 
perhaps the same thing can be done uh, in in other sports, men's basketball particularly, you know, baseball. I mean, I, I think NAL, NIL is probably the reason that Reggie Crawford was going to go play at Tennessee if he didn't sign because they, they were going to offer him uh, NIL opportunities that, that UConn baseball couldn't. Uh, you know, I do think they've fallen, perhaps fallen a little bit behind. I, I don't think they've fallen irrevocably behind. They can catch up. But you're right, it does make a big difference, and especially in football. You know, it's not going to take much. Uh, you know, you, you look at the players from Connecticut that are playing elsewhere, uh, including now the starting quarterbacks at Miami and Kentucky and Notre Dame. Uh, it wouldn't take much, I think, in NIL for UConn to nab at least some of the best players in Connecticut, and you can build around that. You know, a, a great quarterback from Connecticut who goes to UConn and plays the way, let's say, Dan Orlovsky did back in the day, that could be a program changer. You know, a great running back from Connecticut could be a program changer. So I think, you know, you're right. That's a way to build a program. Uh, I don't know that UConn could ever compete with some of the SEC or Big Ten schools on that front. But I think they could compete with a lot of other schools. Yeah, throw Georgia Tech on that list of schools that you rattled off as well. And there's a couple of more if we're not just mm-hmm. talking quarterbacks. Um, I love seeing Victor Rosa get some run. I know he just had a handful of carries and got a handful of action the first three games. A lot of it's scrap time, mm-hmm. but he's the kid from Bristol. Uh, but yeah. also in that backfield, everybody loves Nate Carter and, and just what he brings to the game, what he brings to the table. His year, and you already talked about extending the field, throwing it deep a little bit, but how can we get this kid the ball even more and be even better part of our offense? Well, I think, of course, one thing you don't want to do is get him hurt or wear him down completely. But he is a warrior. I mean, he is a very impressive kid. He's an impressive kid when you talk to him, and he's uh, impressive on the field and the way he runs. Uh, I like the way they run the football. I mean, they do a lot of vertical running, not a lot of – of, of lateral running, which I think is really close to his game. Uh, you know, it's funny watching um, the Giants yesterday. Uh, I was looking at the way Barkley was playing. And, you know, if they lost the game, I would have said, you know, Barkley is like uh, the Giants' Nate Carter. You know, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like their whole offense. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if getting him the ball more is the answer. Maybe uh, getting him the ball in the passing game a little bit more would, right. would help. But I think ultimately – UConn's got to be able to stretch the field better than they have, or it'll be tough to even get him as productive as he's been. So I think really that's what UConn's got to work on. They've got to be able to stretch the field because ultimately if you can only, in any sport, if you can only do one thing, they'll stop it and make you do what you don't do well. Yankees scored 10 runs over the weekend, uh, outscored the Rays uh, 20-7. to they get a day off for their work, and now they travel to Boston, play a couple of games in Boston. What are your thoughts on what the Yankees are doing at this point, uh, and have they finally have the bats finally woken up? Well, you know, it's it's when they were really getting shut down uh, even last week. I mean, I'm thinking it's hard to say that the Yankees should be scoring runs because when you look at the lineup that they're throwing out there, but they've got a few more pieces back. You know, they've got Stanton back. He's obviously helped. You know, Glaber woke up a little bit. He's obviously helped. Uh, you know, they probably caught the Rays at a point when, when some of the Rays pitching was a little bit arm-weary. But, you know, the, the, the Yankees, you know, built, put themselves in such a strong position, uh, especially with the teams behind them all playing each other. You know, the Rays and the Blue Jays are playing each other nine games now coming up. So it's going to be hard for either one of them to make a run at the Yankees, even if the Yankees you know, struggle uh, some more. So I think the Yankees are in a pretty good shape to in pretty good shape to nail down the division. They'll certainly win the wild card. 
But the biggest thing for them, Rob, is getting healthy. If they get healthy, they get at least some of their left-handed bats back. They've got their three big ends on the DL right now. They get some of their relievers back. It looks like uh, from yesterday at, uh, at Dunkin' Donuts that they're going to get a couple or three of them back soon. Then I, I think that's going to be really the key for them. I, I, I think they've kind of passed the crisis. I, I don't think they'll blow the division at this point. But, uh, you know, they've got to get themselves fine-tuned in these last 21 games. And, you know, the last couple against Tampa Bay was certainly a good step in the right direction. Dom's talking about Dunkin' Donuts Park dibs, not Dunkin'. Wouldn't that be so funny if Dom goes to Dunkin' Donuts? Like, oh, hey, Harrison Bader, what's going on? <laughs> so Harrison Bader was uh, in the outfield. He got some at-bats. Araldis Chapman, Zach Britton, all in Hartford to get some, uh, I guess, warm-up as they come back. How good do you think Chapman and Britton are going to be when they get back? And what does Harrison Bader bring to the party when he finally gets on the team? Well, Britain's a wild card. He hasn't pitched in so long. Uh, there's always some issues when you first return from, from Tommy John's surgery. I don't know what he's going to bring, but since it's a short course for him, only a few weeks, he could be very effective. You know, Chapman you know, didn't have an arm injury. I mean, it just, he, he was just basically uh, tuning up because he hasn't pitched uh, in, a, in, a few, in, a, in a while. I would expect Chapman to be whatever he is, whatever he was before the injury, and you know, of course, the, the Yankees want him to be a little sharper than he's been most of the year. But at least in terms of his velocity and all that, I would expect him to be fine. You know, Bader uh, is a guy that, uh, is, if he's healthy and he can run around, he'll, he's supposed to bring elite defense in center. You know, I think he will if his foot's okay. He'll hit a little bit. Uh, and right now, the Yankees are so depleted in the outfield that having a major leaguer out there would be a big bonus for them would be certainly an upgrade over what they've got right now. If they had everybody healthy, you might wonder where they're going to play people. But I think certainly a healthy Harrison Bader will help the Yankees, and I think the other guys will help their bullpen, uh, you know, where they don't have to pitch as many unproven guys in, in big spots. But, uh, you know, when I thought Severino coming back, he looked great on Wednesday. I thought, I thought he's going to help them as well. So, you know, I think, the, I mean, I think the Yankees' best baseball is behind them. But I think their worst baseball is also behind them, and we'll see what it looks like. Twenty-one years since nine-eleven, uh, it was it was represented pretty well by the New York teams wearing the hats mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, your thoughts on Buck Showalter and uh, the Mets and what they were able to do over the weekend? Yeah, I mean the Mets. Well, of course, the Mets did a great job with that. They did a great job in the aftermath of nine-eleven. If you yes. remember, with Bobby, Bobby Valentine, Valentine was uh, amazing. Was amazing at during that time and. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, th- that was some of the most emotional and meaningful things I've ever covered, was covering the Yankee games following uh, 9-11 uh, in 2001, the way people responded uh, to just having something to take their mind off of things. But uh, Met- the Mets, uh, of course, even though they were kind of out of contention at that point and were having a disappointing season, yeah, they made a big run at at getting to the playoffs from way back that September and really helped to Again, help New York heal, help take New York's mind off such a terrible thing. But, yeah, I think every year around this time, uh, and it always seems that uh, around this time the weather is like it was that day, if you remember, absolutely clear blue and not a cloud in the sky. And it always just reminds you of, of the terrible thing that happened, but also uh, the part that sports can play when it's at its best in, in, in maybe helping people heal. Dom, you're the best, my friend. Thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you soon. 
You got a man anytime. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.